It's so funny because I have to hold my mic near my hands because sometimes it's quieter on my end. Isn't that weird? Weird. Yeah. Whoa, trippy man. Just some just some fun little audio tidbits about how we do all of this magic. The it's magic. Pure magic. Uh-huh. Your wondered things. This has your answers to all of it. Oh boy, help me! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, was... your face! Just that entire time. I wish everyone could see Tammy's face that whole time. She just looked like pregnant with like wonder, fear, horror. I was anticipation. You know what it was? I was prepared. I was so anticipatory of yes anding you but I was struggling to see where you were going and little did I know you were also struggling to see where you were going you were totally I totally put you in like the nightmare (laughs) improv scene where you're where you feel like that scene is not going great and you're waiting to enter Uh to save it and Mm -hmm. the person's just not giving you the space for it Uh And so you just are like, okay, I'll take a step on stage. Nope, gonna back off. Okay, now can I? Okay. And then I literally just said, "Help me." Oh, oh boy. man! You know, I've wondered about. I've wondered when. Well, when I made my plans to move back to Texas, it was I made those plans before the pandemic, obviously. Oh right. Um, and I think it was in my head. I was like. I know there's at least a small improv scene around here. And I was like, God, I could do improv for fun. That's fascinating. What an interesting thing to be able to just have fun. I was like, I want to do that. And now it's, you know, it just, it honestly hasn't even really occurred to me this, this whole time. Um, But I don't know, maybe I will look into it. I just want to do so many things now, you know? I know, right? Like I have been like running myself into the ground because I just want to see so many people and hug so many friends and like, yes, I'm just so excited now. I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And like, we went out to dinner the other night just to go to dinner. Oh, like, my God. It's only my second time eating out or doing anything out since uh-huh. pre-pandemic. The first time was for the husband's birthday. So it was an uh-huh. event. It was just yep. the two of us. And then a few nights ago, we were just like, do you want to go get dinner? Whoa. It's a beautiful life, man. Amazing. Amazing. Did I tell you that I went very, very, very briefly? to a mall <gasps> an indoor mall yeah that's all we got here because it's texas oh it's texas um, yeah 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 and i'll be honest with you i parked outside the anchor store i went into the anchor store i bought what i needed in eight minutes and i left hey but something i so uh, i'll be real i needed spanks because hey pandemic doesn't and I needed, I was taking, um, I needed to get some professional headshots done because I'm like, okay, I have, I have a real job now. I got a real promotion. I should really get professional headshots instead of using the ones that are the timer ring light selfie pics I took in my parents' bathroom. 
Um, so I'm going to get some professional ones. So then I was like, well, got to get some spanks so any of these clothes fit, you know. I hear you, girl. Oof. So I went in. I went to Dillard's, good old Dillard's. Um, which is, I think that's only a Southern thing. Um, I've, I've been to many a Dillard's in Florida. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. And it was really funny because I, I parked. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going in a mall. And then I was like, oh, my God, maybe maybe I'll even like like just like walk down a hallway or something and like look at stuff. And I went in. I picked up my Spanx. And literally the lady was like, uh, we close at 7 today. It's 645. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I was like, okay, that was the sign I needed that I need to not hang out in the mall. That's fine. But what's hilarious is I was leaving because I went to Intimates, you know, to get my Spanx. And on the way out, I walked like through the like Dillard's pajama section. And Amy, I was delighted and overwhelmed. I was like, I could spend an hour and a half in this pajama section. There is an endless variety of pajamas. And I can't tell if it's just that Dillard's has an amazing pajama section. And I've never looked at pajamas outside of Target in the past nine years. Ditto. Or if I'm traumatized from not being in a mall for 18 months. (laughs) That could be it too. That could also both equally acceptable and understandable. Oh, how fun. Oh, jammies. I love pajamas. They had it. They had like cute little skimpy two-piecey things. They had slinky little silky things. They had, um, uh, you know, updated moo-moos. They also had like the old lady things that are like, it's like, you know, like a one piece, like a dress with short sleeves with like, you know, yes. there's like the quilting up here. And I was like, I'll fucking wear that. Give oh, me that hell, shit. Yeah, I would love to morph into my great aunt Yolanda yeah. into one of those. Oh, my God. It's like we've been living on an island uh-huh. for, for 10 years. And now we're finally back in civilization. <laughs> yeah. And instead of being disgusted by it all, we're like, give it to me. We're, we're Tom it. Hanks at the end of Castaway yes. looking at all the food. I literally was walking through and I was just like, oh. <laughs> Oh my god, there's so many pajamas. Oh god. The <laughs> smell of Auntie Anne's pretzels wafting uh, through yeah. the air. Like, oh my god, I'm alive. Oh. oh my gosh. Well, you know what's not alive, Tammy? The ghosts that we're going oh. to talk about <laughs> on Banshees and Booze. It's a paranormal <laughs> podcast. With a shot of liquid courage. I loved that. That was pretty good. That was good. Yes. That was really now good. I want to go to a mall, and I don't think I've ever said those words since I was 15. Mm. I just want to go to a mall and just just be there. Love just be there. Love a good mall. And now, and now I've lived here, and I was like, as I was at the mall, I was like, is this my mall? I don't know. Where is my closest mall? Is this going to be the best mall? Is you know, I was like, I haven't, I haven't had time to like establish my shopping habits since That's I've been right. here. So look at us geeking out. We just didn't. We just text each other this past weekend. Like you said, I was out running errands today, and I was like, oh, I'm about to go to Target, and I am so excited. <laughs> like who gets excited about going to a Target on a weekend when they're just yeah. like fucking disasters but no and then I answered girl. I was at I had been at Walmart and I was overwhelmed that's right. what happened to that. me 
You said that in all caps. You're like, I was overwhelmed. It was too many people. I know it's safe now, but it was like a lot. And there were just too many options. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our (laughs) Target is right by a Walmart and the Walmart is always packed. So the Target is a little more empty, which is nice. Mm -hmm. It's nice, nice, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What the hell are we talking about? Oh, okay. I had to look at our topic. I'm like, how do I transition? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do it all. I'll do it. Um, Um, Well, you know, Dillard's are only available in the South. So I'm sure there's plenty of Dillard's in our topic today, which is Georgia. 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 The whole, (laughs) I don't know. Georgia on my mind. On my mind. We never learn. No, we didn't. I love that song, but I actually don't know the words. <laughs> I, I don't either. Um, ooh, fun, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, fun. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, what do you what are you drinking for for Georgia? Um, this was a tough one because we've actually done places in Georgia a oh, yeah. lot. Thank you, Savannah. Mm-hmm. I feels yep. like we've been to Georgia quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if we've actually already done one of these drinks. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just drinking good old fashioned Firefly vodka, which is made in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I would fully drink it in georgia hell yeah I, it's sweet tea vodka yes. yes i should explain it's sweet it's tea perfect. vodka you put it over ice with a little splash of lemonade oh my Oof. god everybody you know what i should do one day i should make lemonade what? with my lemon tree lemons <laughs> i love that so much i can't believe i didn't already think of that but i will do it i will <gasps> I will step up. I will get a mm-hmm. little crafty. I will make lemonade with fresh lemons and then put it over Firefly one God day. Damn oh, it. my I, God. Shush I'm kiss. inviting myself over for that. Please. Oh, my God. That'd be so fun. Well, I can't wait what to tell you, you about my drink Ooh. because I made us 10 minutes late because I really overshot it. Okay. So picture it. <laughs> I'm doing my research. It's Georgia. Um it, uh, mine's going to be in Atlanta. I'm like, what is drinks? And I, I didn't even have to look. I was like, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Oh, and I was like, oh, I'll do a nice Coke thing. And then I was like, oh, and Georgia. And, and I was like, huh, Google, Google. Did you know there is the existence of peach Coca-Cola? No. Is it exclusive to Georgia? It, has it to turns be. out it is. So I went to Georgia. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> she really I did went. the next best thing. I said, where could I possibly get a Coke product and put some peach in it? But Sonic America's oh. driving. I used to love Sonic. Oh, I know you God. don't have them, do you? No, but yeah, we did in Florida worst. again. Florida, I have has it like all. seventeen Sonics near me. I that is one habit I picked up right away when I came back because that was one of the things that when I was babysitting, like about once a week, I would stop and get a you know because I felt like I could be oh safe because I could stay in my car. Yeah, yeah, totally, you know? absolutely. And so. I participated oh in many a Sonic Happy Hour half price drinks. Oh now my now my, my go to is a Diet Coke with vanilla, cherry, and lime. Ooh. That's my go to. But today we are rocking a Coke Zero because I can't do all that sugar with peach flavoring 
And you know I threw a bunch of bourbon in here, and I have not tasted it yet. So let's see how alcoholic I made this. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Can you hear the ice? I. That's glorious. Yeah, oh, right? I'm jealous now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry. Cheers. Cheers. Georgia Peaches. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Well, there's, there's a piece of ice in the straw, so... <laughs> So anticlimactic. God, I should have gotten peach tea. Oh, I'll have it. We'll do a redo. No, Amy, I messed up. Oh, no, Tammy. I put this in the freezer or I put this in the fridge so it would still be cold. And look, there's a this is all ice from here to here. I can't use the straw. Oh, no. You need a spoon. Wait, hold on. I'm going to blow it out. I'm going to blow it out. She's working so hard on this on this blow job. I lost her. Oh, God, I hope she's breathing. I can't see her. She's off camera. She's choking. I went to go spit it back in the drink, but it's got a lid. I just had to hold it. I just had to hold it. I'm sweating right now. I'm so sweaty. I almost killed Tammy. Party foul, Amy. Don't talk about blowjobs. Well, I got a mouthful of booze. <laughs> that sounds what like it would burn. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> what else will I talk about them? Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's good. Like, this oh, is really fucking good. That's it's oh. like I'm legit jealous. I'm really we need to do another city in Georgia soon so I can copy you, even though we don't have Sonic yeah. out here. But we'll, well find it's something. like it's funny. I, this was not hard for me to think of because it's peach season down here right now. Mm. So like my my friend Anna gets the peach you know cart delivery thing so she has like 40 pounds of peaches so she's like please take these peaches and then I went to Trader Joe's today and they were like there's fucking peaches everywhere and then you know what I almost did (laughs) because this is my fault too because I had my heart set on this drink so I I went to the Trader Joe's and I was going to do Sonic on the way back and I was standing there I was getting ready to check out and there was they have Shiner beer made with peaches right now. No, and I way. was literally sta- like I was standing in that Trader Joe's like full orchestra behind me, like do 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 do. Because really, the answer would have been, "Am I going to get both of these?" <laughs> the answer might have been, "Oh yes." I like already have Shiner at home, but I didn't have Shiner with peaches in it. You know what? It'll still be there. It'll still be there. It'll still be there. That's a good thought process because I always think like it won't be. But these are such first world problems. You're right. Yeah. It'll always be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, peaches! We have we don't have any out here yet. I really want mm-hmm. some. Yeah, they're everywhere, man. Oh man, well not here. Sorry, but uh, but you have a freaking lemon tree in your backyard. I do. For crying out loud! And you know what Georgia also has besides peaches? Ghosts! Oh my God, Amy, will you please tell me about some ghosts in Georgia? Um, I would love to. Okay. Um, okay. So I did. Uh, so okay. So I mentioned like we've done uh, Savannah like a good jillion mm-hmm. times. Yep. Um, and so. I was like, okay, maybe I could do like Atlanta because I feel like anytime I Google Georgia, like haunted Georgia, ghosts in Georgia, 
it's just going to tell me about yeah. something freaking in Savannah, which I love. There's no shortage of ghosts in Savannah, mm-hmm. but um, we've done it a lot. So I did, I went right outside of Atlanta, I think, is, or to the Marietta Museum of History. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think Marietta is a county. I really should have looked that up, Danny. That sounds 100% right. I'm scanning my brain for evidence from true crime podcasts, and that sounds familiar. Oh, okay, okay. It's actually, <laughs> like, okay, just Googled it real quick. It's technically a city. Oh, okay. oh, oh, Marietta is a city northwest of Atlanta. Okay. okay. Great. 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 Um, okay. Bringing your face back into my screen because it disappeared. Hi. Oh, hello there. Okay. So Marietta, it's right outside of Atlanta. So the Marietta Museum of History is crazy haunted. My sources are Curbed Atlanta, 11alive.com, which is a news channel <laughs> it's 11 alive.com uh uh marietta.com and weirdly i think this is like a lawyer's website it's called <laughs> gainjuryadvocates.com so i'm like making sure just to, to cite that source just in case they're a law person yeah because you don't want to get sued yeah i don't want that so i'm citing them and um i would have just nixed them all together but they gave a lot of info i mean i like how i said you don't want to get sued as if because i'd be like oh it was her as if i'm the sole proprietor of this yeah. podcast uh-huh, yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> wasn't me <laughs> i'm the co-host guys the co-host uh-huh she sure is the host yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know. She uh, she runs the Instagram page, so uh, I don't know what she's doing. Oh boy, here I'm we just go. over here giving blowjobs to cokes. I don't know what's <laughs> going on around here. So 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 single. <gasps> oh lord. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. I was gonna recommend that as an episode title uh, runner, oh, no. but um. Blowjobs to Coke sounds like cocaine. Uh, Oh, and there's the whole blowjob thing, too. Okay, great, great, great. Um, So uh, the home of the Marietta Museum of History um, is it used to be called the Kennesaw House. So it was originally built in the 1840s, and it was a cotton warehouse. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, obviously owners of or uh, they enslaved people. Um, and that was then turned into a restaurant. I mean, this thing is fucking massive, by the way. So mm. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, it was built, uh, turned into a restaurant to serve the passengers from the railroad depot next door. Um, mm. In 1855, a family uh, known as the Fletchers bought the building and turned it into an inn. Ooh. So it went from cotton place to it was a house and a cotton warehouse and a restaurant and then an inn. Um, must it, be very open concept. Yeah, right? Seriously, because mm-hmm. I'm like, how is it an inn after it was a restaurant? Did every table have its own room? I mean, but restaurants in the mid-1800s, is it even a restaurant? Yeah. You know, it's not they probably even have the swingy doors, you know? That's true. You probably just sat in someone's kitchen and they were yeah. like, what can I get y'all tonight? Uh-huh. Um, so uh, its location right next to the railroad made it a natural home for Union soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think about that. And spies during Amy, the war. Those are the good ones. Oh, shit. I was... <laughs> I knew what you meant. That's why I swept it. I meant it. Confederate. 
Oh my God, you know what? I was just thinking Georgia, so I immediately thought Confederate. But I, it's Union. Really? Is that well? They took Georgia. You oh, know? that's true. Okay, this changes things. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up, Tammy. Uh-huh. Because sure. right away I thought boo, boo, and you're uh-huh. right. It's the Confederate soldiers that I would have been booing. Uh-huh. I take my burp back. <laughs> Suck that back up. Whoop. Flip put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Okay. Um, starting that one over, its location right next to the railroad made it a natural home for Union soldiers. Woohoo! And spies <laughs> during the war between the states. Civil War. I'm, I'm smart. Uh, especially since Mr. Fletcher was an alleged Union sympathizer. Ooh. Spicy. Okay. Um, it was from the Kennesaw House, then known as the Fletcher House, that James Andrews and his group of spies plotted their attempt to steal the train, um, which became the basis for such films as The Great Locomotive Chase in later years. Oh, Never my s- God. The, this is the source material for The Great Locomotive Chase? I Stop. know, right? Weren't you always thinking like, wow, oh that God. must have been pulled out of... Thin air, that mm-hmm. great idea. No, Tammy, was rooted in history. True story. Deep, deep history. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1864, it was uh, briefly taken over by the Union Army, used as uh, General Sherman's headquarters, and it was also used as a makeshift hospital and morgue during the Civil War, mm-hmm. which you know what that means. It later oh, became yeah. known as the House of 700 Ghosts. <gasps> Bum, oh bum, bum. Yeah, and you know Sherman. Sherman burnt Atlanta. He he did like a whole swath of like as he was making his way to the sea. He just like fucking lit everything on fire behind him. So there's a yeah. lot of those places that are like you know soups haunty because a lot of people died. Yes, and I don't think I included it in here, but they did mention that this was one of the rare buildings that did not burn down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. I do recall Gone with the Wind had a lot of things on fire. So. Oh, yes, yes, that's true. That's Oh, there's a part in Gone with the Wind where in giant letters it says Sherman. For real? Yeah. I don't yeah. recall, but I, didn't, I haven't seen it since I was like a teenager and I'm old. Yeah, wow. me neither. I also don't watch that movie because I'm not supposed to. I know. I can't help it. I know. We're not supposed to, but I make uh, donations to good things. Same. I do. Also, like, uh, this is just a quick segue. Like, all right, Disney Plus, like I watched the Muppet Show on Disney Plus and they put up a little thing at the beginning of episodes that might have problematic scenes that were like, not seen as unacceptable then mm-hmm. and the little card that they post like uh says we chose to keep this in so that we can learn from the past that and is literally what it says at the beginning of gone with the wind oh, when does it really? on amazon prime okay. yeah i you know and i i kind of like that because mm-hmm. then it made me watch these episodes of the muppet show going okay what's the problem I, oh okay i can see that now i can and it wasn't blatant you know but it's like yeah in one episode, they were portraying portraying gypsies. And their puppets mm-hmm. portraying gypsies, but they Disney yeah. Plus was like, nope, that's problematic now. That's that's mm-hmm. racist and you know, so I'm like, Oh, okay. I think that like we're learning. We're all learning. It's an interesting take. And I it definitely is. like I would have further conversations with people if they disagreed with me ever watching that movie again. I would have conversations about it, but 
Yeah. I feel well, like it's it's one of those things that you, you, you just got to make decisions for yourself, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have a bigger problem with like Hattie McDaniel winning the Oscar for Gone with the Wind that year and then not being allowed Mm-hmm. into the building except through like mm-hmm. a service store like I have mm-hmm. a bigger problem with that so anyways uh most of the ghostly activity that has been widely reported in the Kennesaw house slash the museum seems mm-hmm. to stem from the use of the building being a hospital a makeshift hospital and morgue during the war there's been documentaries on PBS CNN and the History Channel about this place dang but no ghost adventures so that's <gasps> That's it's clean. It's clean. It hasn't been tainted with. <laughs> dude, dude, bro, bro, bro. Aaron, get in there. I'm going to lock you in the closet, bro. Uh, God, they would do so many problematic things in there. Oh, my. <laughs> they probably did record an episode and the Travel Channel just scrubbed it out completely. Look, there's so. no amount of cards we can put at the beginning of this. We just got to stop. They're like, there is literally no lessons you can learn to like <laughs> ma- re-educate yourself on this one. It's just... Yeah problematic all the way so we are skipping that one um so one of the biggest things that's continuous here is that visitors will descend to the basement in an elevator because they do it's a museum so they go down to the basement level in the elevator the elevator doors open to a gruesome scene of a crowded hospital room men screaming in agony blood everywhere surgeons that are weary operating um and other people have seen an apparition of what appears to be a civil war era surgeon dressed in uniform who rides the elevator with them (gasps) and then when guests return to the main floor the visitors often ask and the museum staff gets this all the time they're like what we didn't know that there was going to be a civil war reenactment going on downstairs oh my god so the first time this started happening the museum staff would be baffled and they would go to check out the situation out but they would come back and be like uh the basement is totally empty we don't know what you guys are talking about oh my god so this is like widely widely reported i i wish i had the time to look for reviews on this to see mm-hmm. if people had encountered this but i read it in several several different sources oh so it's really creepy another ghostly figure that has been reportedly seen especially by children like specifically um in the kennesaw house is a lady in an old-fashioned antebellum dress with pink mm-hmm. trim what does antebellum mean Pre-war. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, Some children noticed that she looks just like the, quote, the lady in the portrait who would be Mrs. Fletcher, the the wife of the second original owner who opened the the, the inn. Yeah. Um, These include, uh, oh, they also see the figure of a young boy standing in front of the elevator as well as a woman, oh, believed to be Mrs. Fletcher. We already said that. Um, okay, so this is from the 11 Alive uh, article. <laughs> <laughs> it was a news clip, but I uh, they also like trans, uh, wrote it out as well. So uh, it reads, the Marietta Museum of History is no stranger to ghosts. They've captured a few of their own on their surveillance cameras. So when Christy Caputo sent us an eerie picture that she took using her iPhone, we wondered, could it be true? <laughs> the picture is set against a World War I military uniform. 
oh, you know what? This is when I want you to go ahead and look at these photos, Tammy. Oh, man. Okay. okay. I'm going so over to your tab Go to my here. tab and go down to page four of five. And look at the first Three, photo. Four. Okay. I'm seeing a swastika and uh -huh. I'm seeing this. Okay. And I see this uniform. Okay. Now I'd like you to scroll down to the second picture. I don't want to do this. And tell me now what you see on that uniform. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. That's Damn. just a face. <gasps> and now. Wait, yeah. Is that her? Do you, doesn't it look like she, okay, scroll down to the ne the third one. It zooms oh my in God. Further. That's the face I saw. That's the <gasps> face. That is, it's even clearer in the second picture than the third, I think, because they zoomed in so yeah, far. Yeah. How oh terrifying God. is that? And so now when I go back to the first picture where it's the most zoomed out, yeah, I can what I'm fully doing. see it. It's yeah. above the soldier's belt, the, the uniform belt on the right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, my God. You're going to have to share these pictures. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. They're already saved to my phone where they're going to haunt me until the day I post this. Ah! So, okay. So, Tammy just explained what she saw. So, um, uh, da, 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 da. let me scroll back up to where I was. Okay. Um, so, she took a picture where if you zoom in, there appears to be a face staring back at you from this World yeah. War I military uniform. Yeah. The museum has plenty of creaking sounds, old photos, and history to make it kind of creepy. Um, but they approached Jan Galt, the director of operations. Um, she received the photo, and it was not the first ghost she'd ever seen. Um, she's like, basically, yeah. She said, um, there's an unexplained sounds like, like the tapping of metal against metal. There have been strong <laughs> smells of popcorn and cigar smoke, which is oh interesting. Okay. That sounds like a fucking party. I, I know. would love to smoke some cigars and eat popcorn. <laughs> right? Cause this place was never a theater. So I'm like, hell yeah, party. Yeah. Um, visitors and workers always report unusual events. Um, at one point in time, the elevator would move up and down pretty much as if it had a mind of its own. Um, paranormal, paranormal researchers have visited the museum several times. Um, the director of operations says, quote, they saw a light or motion of what looked like a little boy peeking his head out into the hallway. Very playful. Yeah. I know. She says, what if it's the same? Cause there was a little boy by the elevator, right? Oh yeah. But you, it's the yeah. same one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she said they saw a light or motion of what looked like. Oh, I already said that. Uh, she says another team that same night saw a woman, um, and wondered if perhaps the boy was hiding from the woman. Uh, maybe they were playing a little game together. Uh. Um, uh, the military room where this picture, this creepy picture was taken, mm -hmm. has also had a number of sightings, uh, but most of those involve men. And the face in the picture looks like a woman. Yeah, it's definitely a woman. Totally, right? I agree. Um, they said, we asked for a picture of Caputo and the... What? And the front... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, because I thought, oh, it's her taking her own picture you were they were right on the same track they asked yeah. to see a picture of her and the friend that she was with that day to see if the reflection could be their own mm -hmm. the images do not match and they <sighs> insist that no one else was in the room and they did show that photo it's like yeah 
a busty blonde woman like oh she's really like rosy cheeked and yeah they're not yeah because this this it's not the, a match this looks like it's straight out of the fucking ring is what it, it looks does. like it does i yeah. know and she's like super blonde Pale. and yeah she's got a round yeah. tan face and yeah so um she says that at the time uh Oh, so the director of operations said every time they get a ghostly claim, they they check for all the obvious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, the the, muse- the director of operations was like, "Oh, it's probably just a handprint on the glass." You know, we're a museum; people go up and they put their hands down and they look at things. <laughs> um, but she went and she inspected, and she's like, "The glass had no handprints. It was not dirty at all. It's not a fucking handprint." I know. I'm sorry. I see eyes, a nose, a mouth, and hair. That is not a fucking handprint. <laughs> <laughs> now if somebody oh pushed God. their goddamn face into the thing yeah like maybe right? yeah some t-zone action there ah, ah, you just need to wash your damn face girl yeah. <laughs> some biori strips <laughs> she really wanted to get a good look at that swastika flag yeah, she was like yeah. press her whole fucking face into it <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, then to do further inspection, they went, so the museum also offers virtual tours and you can go into every room with a 360 degree view of all the displays Mm. and they found nothing. Like nobody had touched the, the stuff that day. Um, so... The general manager at uh, a place called Showcase Photo and Video t- inspected the, f- the picture and he said, I'm quite certain that the ladies who saw this have come in contact with a ghost. You can digitally manipulate images to create almost anything you want. Um, but the most obvious is to say this is certainly a reflection of something that was there. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the director of operations says that they've been able to explain almost every sighting, but admits sometimes the answer just isn't obvious. Yeah. She said, it's uh, it's very intriguing who might have stayed in this building. Um, that I mean, I thought it was her reflection because it was so clear. Yes. That's how clear it is. It's so clear. Yeah. I know. I know. Nope. It Oof. was like, I'll, yeah, I, I don't want to post the photos of the women because that feels weird, but I'll, yeah. Y- yeah, you could fully look at the 11alive.com article about the Museum of, of Marietta mm-hmm. history and you guys can see it because it's obviously Oof. not these ladies. And they checked the tapes, they checked the yeah. glass itself, they, they really went for it. And which is interesting because the museum's obviously haunted because people see a bloody yeah. surgery room yeah, in the, the basement. Whole, yeah, like reenactment downstairs. I know. So, but they're like, oh, I don't know. That must have just been dirty handprint, even in the basement. <laughs> T- so many dirty handprints in the basement, you guys. <laughs> Very bloody. The bloody visitors, they just put their hands everywhere. <laughs> So go there if you guys want, but I will not be meeting you. I'll be having a peach, a peach Coke with bourbon. Yeah. (laughs) I'm copywriting this. This is delightful. Mm -hmm. I want it. That was something else. Um, My God. I'm I'm upset that I've seen that picture. Uh, I know. I'm a little thrown. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's creepy. So we're going to take a long trip just to Atlanta, Uh, (laughs) just down the street. We could do both of these in the same day. Uh, And I am going to talk about the Ellis Hotel. Um, I got my information from uh, southernspiritguide.com. And then 
there was this blog, I think it's called American Hauntings, but the website was like troytaylor.blogspot, I think, or whatever. So I think it's this guy, Troy Taylor, and I want to credit him because I have never seen such detailed stuff in just like a free blogspot blog. I was like, clearly he, he must have written a book about this or something because it's just so detailed and so interesting. And I straight up copied like seven pages. So I'll, I'll try to skip through some of it but it just I couldn't find things to cut because I I it's so I love it okay oh awesome let's get started in downtown Atlanta the city's most famous thoroughfare Peachtree Street do a shot Uh, it's lined with many possibly haunted landmarks uh, but one of the stops that's always made is 176 Peachtree Street, the Ellis Hotel. Um, so it originally opened in 1913, and it was called the Weinkauf Hotel. Um, and it was here in the early morning hours of Saturday, December 7th, 1946, that a fire broke out. The 15-story hotel, often advertised as, quote, absolutely fireproof old boy Mm -hmm. was booked to capacity with christmas shoppers families in town to see the premiere of the new disney film (laughs) song of the south (laughs) oh ouchie wouchie oh dear Uh uh-huh and some 40 georgia high school students in town for a mock legislative session oh i'm sure that was interesting too (sighs) okay so we're Um... about to get some details about what happened that night here we go oh boy It was 3.30 a.m. when the hotel's night clerk, Comer Rowan, who was sitting in for his wife, noticed the switchboard light for room 510 was blinking. The guest asked for some ginger ale and ice. Hey, that was my last drink. (laughs) Uh, Rowan rang for uh, Billy Mobley, who was the only night bellhop on duty. Mobley took the items up the elevator and was joined on the trip by the night engineer who was making his routine nightly check. When they arrived at room 510, they had to wait for three minutes because the guest was in the bathtub. So I love imagining this guy's backstory. Give me some fucking ginger ale. I'm going to be asleep in the bath. Like, you know he was drunk. <laughs> Meanwhile. He so was at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Boy He's fucking shit drunk, right? Burst. I, well, I'm just gonna get in the bathtub while they bring me ginger ale. <laughs> okay, my, it'll probably take him what forty minutes. I'll be fine. Okay. Oh my little tum tum. So meanwhile, the elevator operator, because that's how old this is, um, oh, a wow. young woman, slowly took the car back downstairs, and around the third floor, she thought she smelled smoke, and took the elevator down to the basement. From there, she ran up to the main floor and told Rowan. He told her to go to the fifth floor and find Mobley and the engineer. Rowan leapt over the desk and raced for the stairs and saw flames reflected in the mirror. So he dashed for the telephone and called the fire department. This was 3.42 a.m. Within a few minutes, three ladder and four pumper companies okay, pulled away from their station two blocks away. So meanwhile, back on the fifth floor with the drunk guy, right? Um They come out of room 510 where they'd spent a few minutes talking to the night owl guest. He was definitely drunk, right? So then my my dad was like, Mm -hmm. son, you have to go to do this whole war. And I'm just like, sir, I'm just going to you finish the ginger ale. Can I just take the glass back? Three three more minutes. okay? I'm going to be out of the tub in three minutes. Is there any way we could get you a towel? Three minutes. uh, Okay. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we won the war. And I can do what I want. Sir, what war? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So they, they're like, oh, this fucking guy. So they open the door and there's flames outside the door. So they like slam the door. I guess they're stuck with the drunk guy. Oh, no. So back downstairs, Rowan dials every guest as fast as he can on the switchboard. He yells, fire, 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 and does it as many times as he possibly can until the switchboard goes dead. So the guest, because it's 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, so, what a hero. So after that, anybody that didn't get called were just on their own. There was no fire alarm in the fireproof hotel. Wow, this is reminding me of a little ship called the SS Titanic. I'm so glad you said that, Amy. Um, so by the time the firemen arrived, the building's in total chaos. Um, and many of them are already hanging out of their windows um, up because it's a 15-story building. The firemen urged them not to jump, even though the hotel from the 3rd to the 15th floor was a total blazing inferno. Oh, God. The firemen were faced with the dilemma of fighting the fire or saving the frantic guests who were standing on the window ledges. They chose rescue. They hurried to their ladders and sent them up. But most of the ladders only went to the 10th floor. Oh, jeez. And they couldn't get them up quickly enough. Everything inside the hotel was burning and there was no sprinkler system. So it's just, it's chaos. It's going through... um, and uh, many of the transoms above the guest, so like the, you know, remember how like in old elementary schools, there'd be like a, a window above the door that would open? Yeah. You know oh, about? yeah. Uh huh. So a lot yeah. of them were open, and then that just fed the fire and it, they just swept through. Oh, no. Right? There were, um, so then guests start doing things like grabbing bed sheets and trying to tie ropes to lower themselves down. So there's no way to escape. Um, And then here we go. Okay, it's going to get really bad. I'm just warning you. I find this fascinating, but if, like, you're done, you tell me and I'll stop. I'll tell you, but I'm probably (laughs) not going to be Because there's basically a lot of these stories of what happened to people, and I'm just fascinated. Okay. So a woman appears on the seventh floor ledge holding her two children. A ladder shot up to meet her, but before it came within reach, she dropped her small son into the air, followed by her daughter. They fell, they fell into darkness. Um, and a newspaper reporter wrote what happened next quote, her nightgown shone white against the flames behind her as she stood on the window ledge high above the street. Then it too caught fire. She jumped but missed the net stretched by the firemen. She landed astride overhead wires. There she hung in flames until finally her body broke loose and fell to the ground. Oh, I know. God. A fireman reached one woman on the fifth floor just as she was losing her grip on the window ledge. He swung her around the ladder onto his back. As he backed downward with her, another woman jumped from a ledge several floors above, struck the fireman and the woman on his back, and all three fell to their deaths. Oh. I know. Even though firemen and spectators on the street urged those on the ledges not to move, scores of bedsheets tied together to form ropes began tossing from windows, and half-crazed guests began to lower themselves down to the street. One girl crawled two floors downwards onto one on one of the makeshift ropes. A fire ladder swung over to get her, um, and holding the sheets with one hand, she lunged for the ladder, but a split second before she could grab it, the sheets came apart, and she crashed onto the pavement. 
The firefighters and spectators held out safety nets, hoping to catch anyone who fell or jumped, um, but many missed by inches. On the eighth floor, a woman stood on a ledge begging for someone to save her four-year-old son. As flames roared from the windows behind her, she flung the little boy into the air. One of the spectators saw there were no firemen near the place where the boy could land, and he raced to the spot. Miraculously, he caught the boy in the air, and the child was saved without injury. Whoa. The mother fell a few seconds later, but she was killed in the fall. Oh, my yeah. God. I have so many creepy chills. I know. Like, me too. Me too. Whoa. So, so seeing all of this happen was basically making everyone go insane in this building. And they call it a suicidal frenzy is like what they call when this happens. People start seeing and they're just like, I got to, you know. Yeah. So, so it kind of spread and people just started jumping um and a lot of people were hoping that they could survive you know um others began to jump sometimes regretting the decision after it was too late a girl scrambled for a ladder two floors below as searchlights swept over her highlighting a face that was filled with terror she groped for the ladder blinded by the light and missed her body fell spinning out of control and smashed through the hotel's marquee oh my god oh this is brutal but um, fascinating so okay some other things i remember oh so some people jumped they they would get to they would get the nets but people were so tired from catching so many people that sometimes they'd fall too forcefully and it would pull out of their hands and oh. then people would hit on the pavement which wow. is just awful wow oh my gosh this really is reminiscent of the titanic not that i was there mm-hmm. but seen the movies and just like <laughs> and also what i can only imagine 9 11 must have been like for those who i am reading this and i'm literally like now i know why i'm obsessed with this story yes because that's just always been very yes yeah. yes not that people were able to come to try to rescue them on a ladder mm-hmm. but that the panic of just jumping because like yep. what you explained what was going on inside with the people there of just like panic and just mm-hmm. like panic suicide in a way. So I'm trying to like go through and skip through some of these. It's just like a thousand more stories, but then, okay. So eventually the, the firemen start to get inside and there's more just like awful things happening inside. People have barricaded themselves in their room. Um, uh, a lot of people go into the bathrooms. It got so hot that um, there's one one man tried to seal off his room, taking his family in the bathroom. He turned on all of the water faucets, but the heat from the flame, yeah, the heat from the flames turned it almost instantly oh. into steam. The toilet exploded, <gasps> as did many others, and the man was later found as, uh, asphyxiated with his head in the shower. Oh. And then his wife and his two children were all dead as well. Oh there was God. a couple trapped on the 14th floor, and they crawled out onto the window ledge and slipped into the room next door. Um, And there was another couple in there trying to barricade themselves. And then they jammed the mattress against the door, soaking it with water. So for two hours, they soaked that mattress with water and they ended up living. Whoa, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So here's a great story. Um, So there was this military guy. Uh, He was in a room with his wife and they were like, he had sealed the transom and they were waiting for a ladder to come get them on the seventh floor. 
And he realized his elderly mother is in the room next door, but he couldn't get to her because the fire, he couldn't go, you know. So he, after he got, the ladder came to them, they climbed down. He ran into the building next door, rushed up to the seventh floor and went from window to window until he could see his mother's room. He grabbed a plank and extended it between the two buildings and went over there and fucking got his mom and took her back across the plank to safety. Holy shit. So then he's like, hey, guys, this plank works. And another person was able to use the plank to get him and his wife across to safety. Wow. Yeah. So for six hours, they are putting out this fire. It's oh insane God. heat. Brass doorknobs melted. Telephones <gasps> melted. Oh, my God. Um, the metal elevator doors were twisted. Um just dead people everywhere. So, um, yeah, and and then this, and yet in the midst of all of this, the hotel stood. Its structure was fireproof. Oh my god! Because that's the thing. The building was technically fireproof, but wow. they filled it with you know curtains and wood furniture and human Mat- bodies, mattresses, and yep. all the inflammable things. Yep. Holy. Shit, nothing was flame retardant back then. No. Jeez. So here's one little, we should never be happy that someone died. Among the dead was W. Frank Weinkoff, who suffocated in his 10th floor suite. Although he had sold the beloved hotel in 1937, he continued to live there in his retirement, insisting until the day he died that Atlanta's finest hotel was completely fireproof. What a way to, oh, mm-hmm. irony. So as the sun rose that morning, um, firemen carried away the corpses of 119 people. (gasps) And another 90 were taken away on stretchers to area hospitals. It's the worst hotel fire in American history. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. How traumatizing for the firefighters and the survivors who saw what they saw and all reporters on the street and spectators. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck it. Yeah. This is terrible. This is awful. So naturally, I know, right? I was just like, I could not stop reading this. I was actually, I was doing my research. I was out at a cafe and I was doing my research and I'm just sitting there with my mouth open like a fucking idiot, you know? I'm like, I feel nauseous about this, but also keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I I mean, I've never heard of it. Me neither. Yeah. So, um, Guests and hotel staff have cited a tremendous variety of paranormal activity. <laughs> Duh. Gee, why? I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. Again, like the structure was fine, even with this horrific fire. So they just were like, I don't know, I guess put another hotel here. <laughs> like, oh, my They just God. filled it back up with a hotel. Although oh. I did read somewhere. I don't know if I kept it in here. Literally, this fire led to like building codes being like, yeah, you're not allowed to not have sprinklers anymore. Yeah, you're not allowed to not have a fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't just have the operator calling each room. Hello. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this is not my wake up call. I didn't order this. No, there's just like oh, a fire. My God. You know what I just thought of? What? Have you seen the movie Barton Fink? No. Oh, I guess it's technically in Hollywood, isn't it? But no, it's kind of in the South. Everyone's Southern. Anyway, it's about a guy in the 30s. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It's about a guy in the 30s, but it's very serious. Guy in the 30s, and he's living in a hotel. Definitely it ends in huge fire. I wonder if it's inspired by this. Oh, maybe. 
I think it's in Hollywood, though. I think he goes to Hollywood. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Okay, so let's see. Uh, The building's elevators have been known to act strangely and operate on their own accord. Um, During the (laughs) renovations to the Ellis Hotel, workers reported finding their tools moved or missing, as well as hearing footsteps and voices coming from empty rooms. Um, Guests have reported hearing screams and the sound of running within empty corridors, while some have awakened to the odor of smoke within their rooms. Which I'm like, that might not even be ghost stuff. Like, probably, you're never getting the smell of smoke out of there. I don't care how many decades it's been. That's a good point. That's a really good point. But still, um, a terrifying way to wake up in a hotel. Yeah. Smelling a fire. That's uh-huh. not there. So staff members, I liked this one. Staff members have also reported that calls come to the hotel switchboard from unoccupied rooms while smoke alarms mysteriously go off at 2.48 a.m. Oh, I got chills. Instant chills. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. People outside the hotel have also claimed to be walking by and seeing faces in the window, often screaming in pain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That makes perfect sense, though. Of Mm -hmm. course, they would all be trapped and reliving the trauma. Holy shit. So, um, let's see. So, yeah. So, that's some of the stuff. And I don't need to read that part. So, okay. I sent you to my tab, too. Okay. I'm not going to show you a dead body. I promise. God. Okay. But come on over here and come all the way to the bottom and look at this last photo. Okay. Okay, I'm seeing. Oh, you have so much research here. That's impressive. I'm telling you, I sc- scooched through. Oh, oh my. So this is uh, Daisy McCumber. She jumped out of her window, and she lived. She <gasps> did live. She had a bunch of broken bones. She was record reported people she, right before she jumped. The people on the sidewalk heard her say, "I hope I live. I hope I live." And then she did live. And this photographer caught her midair. And uh, he won the Pulitzer for that for that photograph. I have chills again. Isn't that an amazing photograph? That's incredible. Whoa, that's creepy. I just can't imagine. I mean, and look, it looks like she's right above an awning, too. She is. But I want. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. So, okay, oh. so now with our last episode, we ruined getting on airplanes, and now I've ruined going to hotels. So right. I guess what I'm saying is um, my Damn. research is sponsored by coronavirus. <laughs> I was just going to say, so everything we've been doing for the last year and a half has saved our, like, really, mm-hmm. really saved our lives if we didn't get COVID. So, yup, 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 yup. Holy crap, Ooh. girl. <laughs> That, Down yeah, this I'm bourbon here. Ooh, lordy, lordy. That's really amazing because I've been to Atlanta. Peachtree Street is like major. Yeah. That's like some major city street. So like I bet you people I'm sure see you've these... walked by it. <laughs> Possibly, but I'm sure that people look hard enough. They will see those faces in the windows. Yeah. Like, wow, that is. Tra- oh, so I uh either I missed it or they don't know but how was the fire started did they ever figure it out you know what that was another okay so just like I didn't know how that airplane crashed I feel like I didn't look up how this ended either and then I just realized a a thing I skipped over um because I was saving time here that I forgot to mention there's a plaque out front that you know talks about it and they literally named this um like 
Atlanta's Titanic. Oh my gosh. That's what they call it because it, the unsinkable ship sunk. The unflammable hotel went up in flames. Whoa. So, and the people panic jumping. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. all of the chaos, the <gasps> holy schnikers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, God. Even if you survive, like the woman who survived the fall, the yeah. jump, and it becoming a Pulitzer Prize winning photo, you're going to see that photo of you. That's traumatic. All the time. Yes. Just reliving your freaking trauma. (gasps) I do. I mean, I don't want to get too deep or dark, but literally as we were, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, I know I, it's because I'm kind of obsessed with 9-11. Like that's totally why I was drawn to this. Totally. I went to a a museum one time. I can't even remember where it was or when. It might've been when I was in New York. I can't remember. Um, But there was a, there was like a 9-11 exhibit kind of. I mean, it was kind of like an art installation. I don't know. It was an art installation. And it was a kind of about the media interface on that day. And kind of like what it was like, you know, as if any of us who were awake during that time, you know, don't remember. But I'll just never forget that there was, there was just like a really like close up shot of, I don't remember if you remember that guy because a lot of people jumped or fell, you know. Mm-hmm. But there was that guy that was in his chair. Do you remember that? No. That one, that one just always, he was in his office chair, like literally holding his office chair, sitting in it and plummeting through the air. Oh. And I remember seeing that happen. And then being at that uh, installation, there was a high res photo and like you can see his face, you know, Whoa. and that fucked me up oh, I was like God. yeah I and again I look at that dang no I know and I I like I don't have a lot of like close personal connection with any of it you know it's just I like wow. many Americans watched it happening and and it was a you know yeah. a time of I was what 16 and right but you guys were watching it happen whereas us in the city yeah. couldn't unless you were in view of it couldn't watch it because all of our TVs and phone lines were down. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't get to see it. And then I chose to And you to were not really, look. really close, weren't you? Yeah. Well, I was trying to get to work. So I was yeah. all, like, yeah. But yeah, I couldn't, I could see the smoke, but that was, I couldn't see yeah. the buildings. But it was, so you guys saw more than what we in New York actually oh, yeah. saw in a way because we didn't get the media access because our TV, all of our stuff was down. That's so a blessing. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Because that's traumatizing seeing those that's a images. Small blessing. Yeah. Yeah. I and and I'm grateful. And someday I'll want to look at it again. But I remember my dad took out a VHS and put it in and started recording. Wow. And there were definitely because things were happening so quickly and it was so like live, you know, so quick things. There are things I saw then that I've never seen again. Oh. That I know I saw that they just don't show anymore. Wow. You know, like, and so, you know, there's the clips you're used to seeing over and over again. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But wow. I know, I, and I'm like, maybe I dreamed it, but I don't think so. I know I saw there was like a, somebody was taking like a home video, whatever. And there's these firemen hanging out and they're literally just talking and you hear and they look up and the camera goes up and the first plane went. And they just jump in their car and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Fascinating. Yeah. It was just, 
I never look at that stuff. I yeah. I remember the images and, and everything, but yeah, I never watched like video of it. Yeah. Still to this day. Crazy. Woof. Oh, wow. Anyway, our comedy podcast. So that, that was I got real dark hilarious. About. I know usually I jot down <laughs> things that make me laugh during the episodes so I could get tight, do title grabs. Yeah, yeah. And this one I've got, oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We'll figure but it this, out. But it was fascinating, though. Oh, my mm. gosh. Really, really cool. Good work, Investigator Tammy. Oh, my God. Good I just shit. read this guy's blog. But thank you for being a good audience and indulging me while I... <laughs> You're a wonderful blog reader. I, well, you did an <laughs> amazing you. job. Thank it you. spooked me out. I got chills, all the emotions. <laughs> it was good stuff. Well, if you have some ingrained trauma from witnessing world-changing events live on television, <laughs> you can write us an email at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com or go to our website and click a little button that says seen a ghost or you uh, and additionally not or do both go or and or (laughs) and and or uh find us on the instagrams at banshees and booze where we always post corresponding photos to each episode (laughs) drop and uh if you're really more of the anti-social type Mm -hmm. uh head on over to twitter where you'll find us at banshees booze uh last updated most likely by a ghost in 2017 maybe somewhere around Um, there sounds about right uh and please rate review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts we're everywhere and Uh oh my gosh hey tammy oh yes amy if you see a ghost um uh uh double check that it's not just a hand it could be a handprint it's <laughs> yeah, probably just totally. a handprint oh, oh my gosh i did not clean the glass today oh that's you why guys. there's ghosts that's oh, why there's my ghosts god you guys <laughs> no it's just dust on the freaking it looks like a face the way the dust it's landed. a weather balloon <laughs> that's not a swastika you guys it's a shadow from the rodents that just are doing surgery in the basement. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was me uh, really uh, trying to stalling the inevitable here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Stalling because I'm about to ask. Yes. Hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost. Just tell it. Uh, give, just give me three more minutes. I'm in the bath. I'm in the bath. <laughs> I'll be out in three minutes, you guys. You guys. I'm going to tell you guys a story while I'm Sir, in the bath. No. We are legally you obligated guys. to not come it in while just, you're in the bathtub. It's just, oh, do you guys smell smoke? Maybe you should stay in here. Maybe you guys should all stay in here. I think I smell smoke. That's what happened. That guy was like, don't leave. There's fire out there. And they're like, yeah, right. Open uh-huh. the door. And they're like, oh, oh my God. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> My face hurts. My face hurts. I still have chills. I, my cheeks are bright red from sweating yeah. out of nervousness. I'm sweating, yeah. but I've also got chills. It's like... It's a good feeling. It's that banshees and booze feeling. It really is. <laughs> it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. That is exactly what it is. That banshees and booze feeling, girl. All right, everybody. Be safe. Don't catch yourselves on fire. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.